Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Lori and Julia Show. My talk about a one everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Got a great author interview coming up for you at the bottom of the hour. Stick around for that. You will not want to miss this one. And uh, who's enjoying scraping their windows in the morning? Hands? Nobody. That's Nobody. what I thought. Uh, I, 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 that, that was really something this morning. I'm driving back from uh, the 6 a.m. kickboxing, and I see all the apartment people. It's like 7 a.m., and they're out scraping. Yeah. Our first, I'm, our first scrape. You just feel. Don't, don't you remember when you had to go out and scrape scra- your car? Oh. That you're just horrified. You don't know where scrape. your scraper is. No, I would always use my driver's my license, credit card license, yeah. anything. Yeah. Yep, anything. Uh, like where the hell is the scraper? Right. Where are my gloves? What is yeah. going on? And yeah, people just had looks of disgust. On Oh, <laughs> well, it has come on. We have just had the worst yeah. October ever. Yes, yeah. and yeah. it's Indeed full. Yourself. It's full moon Wednesday. Oh, it was beautiful oh, last awesome. night, oh. I will say. Beautiful. It woke me up, it's so bright. It's, it hangs like a lantern in your room. Oh God, but I mean, so pretty. Yeah, everyone is, it's going to be crazy everywhere tonight. Whatever is going on in your life, just expect the unexpected tonight. Tonight? Yeah, because it's full moon. I'm wondering what that means when I'm staying overnight at my mother's house. What Anything could happen. You, I don't know. You could pull out the wigs and the bathing suits and do an old well, Vogue photo spread. We could. Yeah, exactly. Could. Your mom She's is She's known, known for that. Yes, she is. I also, last night, um, um, well, first, Casey and I tried to find the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which doesn't start on Netflix till okay. Friday. Oh, I did, yeah, I did I the exact same thing after our conversation about it yesterday, because Neil Justin was on like uh, six weeks ago talking about it, I swear. and said At, the, it's, at Mystic. Right. Yeah. And he said it's going to be good, you know, and I'm thinking, well, it must yeah. have started in September. No, 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 it's starting this Friday. And then I was Casey, so bummed. Casey watched the trailer, which looked really good and was giving me just shades of Riverdale. Of course, it's the same guy. And after the four minute trailer, despite the 96% critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, he goes, yeah, I'm not going to watch that with you. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> he doesn't like the high school stuff, but, yeah, but he does like All-American. We are watching that That's, every week on CW. It's good. It is good. I, I it we we have missed Friday night lights. Yeah. We oh. have not had a football high school, you know, and the yeah. football is good and the drama is good, the story is good, it's not cliche. And then um then we got sucked into watching the World Series and um a Casey, It was a good game last night. Oh, it was so good. But yeah. I, I just I remember this this Kershaw guy. 
Well, I wanted to to know because is he the beard guy? He's that the Dodger like? guy. Yeah. No, no, no. I oh. don't like this guy. He's a big choker, and I've decided what? the reason why he's a big he choker. The he baseman? chokes in the big game. Is he the third the pitcher? Baseman? Oh, the, the pitcher. pitcher. He, yes, in the playoffs, not so much. Regular season, he's amazing. No, but, in the but playoffs, he chokes in the playoffs yeah. when it counts, and I yeah. think it's due to his very ill-fitting baseball pants. Are really? they too tight? Or they are too baggy, <laughs> and no one the, can feel good about that. The players like to wear the baggy pants. I do not like it at all i think that so wispy... he's not going to be your crush no no who's the crush thing well, you always pick someone i mean i love mookie Betts just yeah. because i love that name could there be a better baseball name mm-hmm. and he he's kind of good and he did something last night that is one everybody in america and i think i'm going to talk about it in random uh, we're all going to get free tacos in november oh yeah yeah. From Taco Bell. I yeah. mean, like, he stole a base in the first inning, and so we are all going to get something. I don't have the details right yeah. in front of me. That's, that's well, I, you know, James Taylor got all kinds of crap on Twitter last night. Rightly so. Okay. He started, Donnie has the audio. What, what was wrong with he it? He started out singing, Oh, Beautiful. No, he's done that before. Listen, uh, to, he, he's done that before. He also where forgot the lines and, and, and forgot a whole verse. I almost wish we'd brought in the Hawaiian guy from uh, Honolulu to yeah. do his Hawaiian version I mean, of the national anthem. But he forgot a whole line, Lori. All right. Well, let's listen. Donnie thought it was quietly elegant, but of I course, did. Donnie loves James I do. Taylor. He's my but man. he forgot a line. Okay. Well, okay. Let's hear it. All let's right, hear it. Just, he's gonna, just, it's an acoustic version. He's got his guitar in his hand, right. and he doesn't have a hat on, and I know his head is cold. <laughs> Okay. A scarf, though. Here we go. See, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last? What is wrong with that? Just wait. Whose broad stripes and bright star through the perilous fight? All the ramparts we were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets burned. Yeah, no, we didn't. at the very beginning well, I know that but he didn't mess up a line in the Star Spangled Banner I think it's much ado about nothing that James Taylor when I saw you that you couldn't hear him I tried to play it earlier I <laughs> yeah, oh, you're just really down on wow. James missed the main thing which well, was how he started it I know but that's uh, he does that that's a okay a, but a I didn't know that Donnie okay. yeah, and so I think he, a lot of people didn't know that so, so that's we why were, I think because he started out but singing. that wasn't the complaining they were just like what is he doing with an acoustic guitar right? no one could hear him Okay, that I, was the problem. I, I, I guess I just I think anytime you know that they do that, but I don't know. He was really getting a lot of mean tweets. If he shows up on Jimmy Kimmel, they'll have a plethora of tweets for him to choose from to read out loud because people are just mean on Twitter. They are. So I don't know who's gonna you know. I always kind of look forward to the World Series to see who's going to well, perform every Hopefully night. they don't bring Fergie on to sing it. Uh, well, I don't think she, so. She did the M- NBA, NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah she way. did the sultry version. Yeah. The bad one. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I, I did get sucked into that game. It was kind of exciting. You know, it was a good game. I like this is I don't this is the only time I really watch baseball. We know. 
Yeah, right at the end. <laughs> we know. It's but the World I, Series. Casey was cracking up at if my the theories. the Twins would have been in it, you would have watched the, the, the playoffs. The playoffs. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's the time to come yes. in as a, as a bandwagon fan. Yes, it's a perfect time to come in. And then uh, This Is Us. Did you catch that? Of course. Oh, we got the backstory on Toby. And how about Miguel? Miguel's story. You know, I love this show. This show, <sighs> it's so good. It's just so good. I don't want to do anything else while it's on. And that, to me, is a good show. And how about Chrissy Metz singing that song? Oh, she's so... Boy, does she have a pretty voice. She has a beautiful voice, and she was like a... Was that a Lady Gaga song that she sang as the singing telegram lady, no, the photograph wh- song? I got to think about it. Yeah, oh, the it Adele. That was the Adele and, song. But she looked so And gorgeous. she was kind of dressed like Adele. Yeah. That's why she had the hair. And okay, that all makes sense. I wasn't picking up on that. But yeah, Photograph, I think, was the name of the song. But that is yeah. an Adele um, uh, cover. But oh, it's good. She was so good. Uh, are you watching The Haunting of Hill House, uh, which is This Is Us scary version? I'm only one in. I didn't, I, I'll watch it again tomorrow okay. night. Yeah. Donnie's I'm not watching it alone. So. No, don't. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. No, don't Mm-mm. do that. And- I overheard you two talking about stuff because you I both know, have finished it, and funny. I'm like, I can hear you in the other room, <laughs> la, 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 la. But you can't even remember what we said. I can. What really? Did, name Something one about phrase. ghosts. Yeah, oh, big well, deal. <laughs> you already know that. It's already been premise. The haunting of Hill House. There will be ghosts. That is not a spoiler. <laughs> Now, maybe if we said bent yeah. neck lady. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't help you much either. It doesn't really. Mm-hmm. Not not, yeah. not really. Mm-mm. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. I want to make this one. want me to listen to you, but you don't ever hear my words. You don't want to know my hurt yet. Let me guess. You want an apology? Probably. How can we keep going at a rate like this? We can't hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. I think, uh, you know, in light of the pipe bombs that were sent all over the place today, we should just be happy that the dulcet tones of James Taylor rang out at Fenway last night. And even though it wasn't to everyone's liking, um, his family his family did help build Fenway. So Which is just amazing. Yeah. So there's some. Did you know that, Donnie? I knew he was from the area. Yes. Yes. His family he has helped roots in Massachusetts. Build Family. It's a very old family. So, yes, and yeah. his family, I think, owned the Boston Globe at mm-hmm. one time, yes. and so that was the significance of that. Okay, now the amazing sh- when he was going out with Carly Simon because her dad was Simon of Simon and Schuster. Yes, what yeah, a I know. power couple. Power couple. Yes. Okay. So last night on PBS, Mer- uh, Meredith Vieira wrapped up the um, Great American Read. Uh, finale and uh, it was a six month long contest. Four million votes were cast. Mm-hmm. There were a hundred titles that I were put this. to the test, and um, it was a 50,000 member uh, online book club. And um, the hundred book lists that they used to start the voting right. um, was an initial survey of 7,000 Americans is right. how they got okay. that going. So, I don't know, do we have Meredith uh, Vera announcing? Yes, we do. Okay. Here we go. I have known this moment was coming, but I'm still a little jittery. I don't want to have an Oscars moment here like Warren Beatty. I do not want to do that. So, here with the winning book is someone a little cooler than me, a great American reader, Miss Molly Hill. America's best love novel... And the winner of the Great American Read is To Kill a Mockingbird. It is my favorite book. I have always loved it from the moment I met Scout Finch. And clearly, I am not alone. 
The novel started out at number one on the first day of the vote, and it never wavered. I think I know why. I think we all know why. To Kill a Mockingbird is a mirror of who we are in all our complexity. It shows us at our worst, and it ends tragically. But it also offers a way forward. For this honesty and hopefulness, the book is and deserves to be our very best love novel. Uh, wow. And of course, you know, it's coming of age novel uh, mm-hmm. about racism and injustice, things that are still ringing true today. So to me, it, it actually, in a weird way, like gave me hope that, okay, that was, it led from number one. It mm-hmm. is people's favorite book. Mm-hmm. I do like to periodically reread that book. Yeah. Uh, your, one of your favorite series, because if a book was a series, it was just submitted as one title. Sure. Coming in at number two was the Outlander. Series. I only read the first book of it. Okay. But, but I loved the first book, but I thought I don't need it to read anymore. Yeah. So Diana Gobbledon. I, I think that's kind of a surprise, Lori. I, I, I do too. That's how passionate yeah. the, the readers are of that. Then Harry Potter, which totally makes sense, was number three yep. as a series. And then um, Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Which love the Lord of the Rings was Never number read five. Those. Not going to. I'm Did not, you? I'm no. not either. <laughs> no. I grew up I with people who read The Hobbit, yes. you know, and they would run around and I had an uncle who I tried thought, to get me to read Watership Down uh-uh. and I could not get into the rabbit oh, world. My oh, my mom loved that. Oh, I know so many. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, number six was Gone, Gone with, with the, the wind. wind. Number seven was Charlotte's Web. A favorite. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I think that gets a lot of kids reading. Like, that was that's my first, first book that, that I could visualize everything with the animals talking and everything. Yes. E.B. White. That so was such a good. good book. Number eight, Little Women. Mm-hmm. And number nine, The Chronicles of Narnia, which is a series. We read all those. And then Jane Eyre Loved is it. number 10. And Anna Green Gables. It's all, if you yeah. go, uh, I think I, I, I that tweeted it. The Help it. made the list. The Help made the list. Yeah, it did. Uh-huh. Top 20. And, mm-hmm. and that silly book, Atlas Shrugged, I did never could get into that one. <laughs> Yeah, and she mispronounced the author's name. It's not Ayn Rand, it's Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, Rand. Yeah. A-Y-N. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah so, I know. Anyway. Yeah, but the book, Thief Foot's Great, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, this is, I just love this idea. I think it's really cool to get different people's ideas. of. I, I think that this series was very interesting to watch, to peek into why people loved it so much, because they didn't just profile the author, they profiled the reader. Yes. Which I really loved, because yes. that was so different. Yes. I, I want to do something like that here. I think it's just cool. Yeah, I well, I mean, they had a, it was very produced, and right. they had, uh, you know, Meredith Vieira, when she was on the Today Show, um, she was on with uh, Hoda and Savannah, and they didn't realize that the series had started in the spring, remember? <laughs> oh, right. And, and um, I thought it was ending two weeks, you know, but the voting did end October 19th. But this but- is kind of just the sort of the, the stuff with her husband and his health issues. She just wants to be able to do, like, things that she was passionately, and she's right. a big reader, and it was such a good idea for the... The contest and the way they did it, like you said, profiling the readers and having readers lobby for their... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Favorite book. Right. You I know? think this is a cool concept. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, and I think people, the escapism that comes in a novel, mm-hmm. either listening to it or reading it is just, it's so joy filled. Yeah. That, you know, it's wonderful. All right. No, we so- have the best book on today at 3.30. Oh Stay with us oh. because, oh, oh, oh. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, but it, put it, down. it is also um, disturbing and it should wake you up. Mm-hmm. And um, it does a lot of things. Yeah, it, it's a lot of things, but definitely a page turner. Now, something that we have to weigh in on, Julia, we mm-hmm. just have to switch from books right now to... Um, a big, big thing happened at Buckingham Palace last night. Okay? Yes, it did. Um, we will take a break from the Duchess of Sussex for a minute <laughs> and move to the Cambridges <laughs> because um, uh, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima of the Netherlands are getting the full red carpet treatment for a two-day state visit. They're right. very close with their royal cousins, if mm-hmm. you were, if you will. And... Um, Anyway, Liz, uh, Liz, Queen Elizabeth made Willow. Liz. My, my best friend Liz, Liz has just uh, contacted me earlier today. Yeah, she made King William one of the Knights of the Garter, which is an honor that's rarely bestowed on anyone outside of the British monarchy. Not usually given to foreign monarchs. Right. Okay. And um, the Prince of Wales was there, the Duchess of Cornwall. And then as part of the state visit last night, the Queen hosted a Buckingham Palace state banquet. And the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were there. Yes. So, yeah. That'd be Catherine and William. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, she... Did we got, post this? Yeah, Donnie posted the photo of her in her blue... Cinderella uh, inspired dress. It's a 1987 prom dress crying to come back in style. But what she's been waiting for seven years, she's been waiting seven years. That's how she's given William three grandchildren, seven years of being a wife. She finally gets the queen was withholding it. She finally got the royal family order, which is the yellow ribbon where the brooch and the pin and all the wives of usually get it, usually after their first or second child. Really? And she just got it? She just got it. It is the first time she's been seen wearing it, so it means the queen just gave it to her. Why is she holding on? All right, so in and what it's it a, is... It's an Alexander McQueen pale blue taffeta gown. Okay, but the the... What is that thing called? The Letter of Order? It is called the Royal Family Order, RFO. And we would see this in the crown. We'd see Queen Elizabeth yes. wearing sort of what looked like just a piece of material with like a, a brooch photo on of her. It. Right. Yes. A photo of the Queen. Yes. That's what it is. And you usually wow. get it out. The wives of get this after they have their first or second. Katie, Katie, seven, seven years to get that. 
Isn't that amazing? I went, okay, now you know who's going to watch how long it takes the du- Duchess of Sussex to get it. Oh, she'll get it right as soon as she pops <laughs> out that kid. <laughs> Poor yeah. Katie Wadey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, you and I disagreed 100% on the gown, the oh. Alexander McLean. You thought it was so 1980s prom. Oh. I really thought she looked lovely and she was wearing um, Princess Diana's famous... Um, what what are those th- crowns really? Tiara. Tiara, thank you, Donnie. The, and it, then the necklace. I thought she looked elegant and royal. I don't know that that's Princess Diana's. It is. Is it the Cambridge lovers? Not Tiara. It belonged to. Um, yes. Okay. All There's right. There's a famous picture of her in okay. it. And with the necklace, I thought she looked regal. Well, the necklace was, was stunning. Uh, and earrings are from the Queen's royal collection. She looked like she was dripping in jewels and very royal to me last night. It had a bit of a Beauty and the Beast Cinderella vibe. I felt it made her look uh, older. You did? Yeah. I thought she looked fresh. Yeah, I Katie. know. I, thought I know. She you're, fresh. you're a sucker was, for an 80s prom dress. Too. I, I what guess can we I say? am. Taffeta I and love a it. fitted bodice and then it. a flare at the bottom. Listen, we'll take a look at it. It's a good look. It's I think the tiara saved it. And the necklace, for sure. And the RFO. Oh, that's right. She finally got it. <laughs> Listen, we'll be right back with uh, Christina Dolcher. About- I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Web. Trending online this afternoon would be a Snickers bar that unfortunately we're not going to be able to try, but that there is a spicy Snickers that is a uh, a remix between the Chinese company Alibaba and Mars. Uh, apparently, uh, people want spicy in their Snickers bars. Also trending online would be Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. They're reportedly moving into a $6.5 million mansion in Beverly Hills. Also trending would be Drake. He threw himself a 2000 themed party for his birthday, complete with a recreation of Blockbuster video. And also trending online, lots of spooky Halloween decor inspiration, including Halloween nails, a puppy that is celebrating the 31 days of Halloween with a unique costume each day, and also skeleton decorations outside of a house that are recreating very hilarious scenes every single day. Get inspired. Celebrate Halloween. That's what's trending here at my talk. And here is your forecast. It'll be cloudy tonight. 43 for the low. 50-50 on the rain chances tomorrow with a high of 50. And it is uh, clouds and 52 right now at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are super excited. We have Christina Dalter joining us. Uh, Her debut novel is called Vox, V-O-X. And we can't stop thinking about this story, Christina. (laughs) What a a brilliant debut. Well, thank you. Um, That's what... That's what I'm hearing, and it's just, um, it's kind of overwhelming, actually. It leaves me speechless, if I can make that little pun. Yeah, it does. you, you got to tell us um, you, the setup of Vox, and then, you know, kind of how the book came to be, because sort of that is also a story. Uh, it, yeah, it is, actually. Um, so I don't know which okay. one you want to go first, with how oh. the book came to be, and then the setup. I'll go. I'll, I'll go with the. I'll go with the. Uh, what the book is about first. Okay. Actually, <clears throat> uh, we've got a world which is kind of now. It seems like now, and everything is exactly the same in this world, except for one tiny little thing, and that is that women cannot speak more than one hundred words per day. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah. um, 
that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, everything's normal. Obviously, there's a lot more going on with that. There's a little politics. There's a little dystopia. There's a little family strife and marital strife and so on and so forth. So we've got kind of this mashup of thriller and women's fiction and with a little bit of politics. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, 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 and I mean, it is like, I mean, it. I was telling my mom about it and she goes, well, that sounds terrifying. I said, but at the same time, the way you've constructed the story, it's, you can't stop turning you the can't. page because you want to find out what happens to Jean and the family and the rest of the United States and everything. I mean, I know you get The Handmaid's Tale is a comparison, but it's... It's, but it's very. Uh, mm, your writing style is different than Margaret much Atwood's. So, and very I, much and so. it, 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 yeah, I mean, some would say not as good. Um, I would say I'll better, take, <laughs> but I'll take different. You know, mm-hmm. I think it all depends on taste, yeah. really. You know, there's there's there are all kinds of different you know books out there, and obviously there are all kinds of different readers out there. So it's good that we have this variety. Um, Vox is really a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's got it's the totally bones a thriller. of a thriller, the momentum of a thriller, you know, the beats of a thriller. So if, if you're coming in expecting a literary fiction, you, you're not going to get that. Yeah. You're going to get a much more of a page turn. Not that, you know, literary fiction writers aren't capable of writing page turners. But yeah. they, they certainly are. But, but you're right. It is, it is a different book. And, you know, we all have our own voices as writers. We all have our own styles. And I think a lot of the times, what it boils down to is we also like to write the kinds of things that we like to read. And I like fast books. And, and you know? Chris, if you're just joining us with, with Christina Dalcher, her debut model is Vox, which means literally speak or sound um, to make a sound. And you're a linguistics. Um, you know, you have a Ph.D. in linguistics. So it's interesting that you write this because it, it, the book is about a women only having 100 words to speak in a day. What compelled you to write this story, though? I know you love to read th- thrillers and stuff. And this is a thriller. Yeah. What, how did you come about it, though? Okay. Well, I, you know, I first started with a very, very short piece of flash fiction, about 750 words. So talk about, you know, really kind of curtailing your language and making every word count. And I, I looked at what the world would be like if suddenly, almost overnight, all humans were incapable of speaking. So that, this was a theme that I wanted to explore, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a theme that was really big enough to sustain a novel because, I mean, really, if we stop speaking, all of us, I mean, if we just lose our language, I just don't think there's going to be enough there for a novel. I think we're going to die out probably within a week or two. So. Right. So there needed to be more there. And, you know, and I thought, okay, well, what if I, you know, tweak this? And what if I create this kind of darkly ironic story where a woman who just didn't, who who worked all of her life on repairing people's voices, repairing the voices of, you know, these victims of a, a certain type of language loss, of aphasia. What if she, in that process, forgot to use her own voice and then... What if something happened and she lost the ability to speak, literally? Um, so that's what happened, you know, with, with, with Vox. That was my thought process. And it, it came together really quickly for a variety of reasons. But um, one, I was just kind of digging that theme and Dean's character and all these things in her life that she had to work with. 
you know, husband, lover, son, daughter, you know, even her daughter at six years old has has to wear a wrist counter. This six-year-old little girl can't say more than 100 words per day. So it was, um, it was thrilling, and the momentum really carried me through. Well, and I think the other part of your book that was scarily real, and I hope people take away, and I think they will, you know, make people woke, to use that expression, but... When you're not paying attention and you draw that you have the two characters, you have Jean, the, you know, the, our doctor and her friend Jackie, who the whole 25 years that they were friends was always politically active and, you know, encouraging Jean, don't you see what's happening in our country? You need to vote. You need. And then Jean now in hindsight in this post world where women are down to 100 words, she's like, why didn't I ever do anything? Why was I always so busy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and again, oh, the dark irony. You know, here I was working on giving people's voices back to them, and guess what? I lost my own. So it's um, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad actually. And of course, you know, nobody is saying that everybody who reads Vox has to go out there yeah. and be a Jackie and oh, be no, a radical. No. But I hope they vote. I mean, yeah. I, it, it makes you wake yeah. up and kind of realize because I get very discouraged when I hear. You know, like uh, just people of all different ages. Well, it you know it doesn't really matter, and that only fifty percent of people get out and vote. But it it does matter, and it deeply matters. And I think that could be a, a, a takeaway that maybe someone who might not be a voter would go. You know, wow. Yeah. Just, Absolutely. Yeah. If if, if this if one person reads Vox and says, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm going to go to the polling booth." today or, you know, on election day, mm-hmm. I'd be a very happy author. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we expect commercial thrillers and, you know, fiction to change people's lives, but if if that little change happened, I would be quite content. I just, um, it, it, Christina, I just think this is one of the best books we've read this year. We yeah, both give sure. you a five out of five, and um, oh. <laughs> everyone, it's so compulsive, I couldn't leave it, put it down. No. Um, it's a thriller. It's intelligent. It's thought provoking. It made Lori and I, we'd want to have conversations about this book. It's just one of those books that touches all different areas of your. For sure, a uh, book club pick. Oh I mean, my gosh. gosh be, it's so good. And my mom is suffering from global aphasia. Oh. She had a stroke wow. a year ago. So it's that piece was interesting to me, too. Yeah. You know, I talking mean, that about. Must, that must hit hard. And, you know, and obviously the. the, the some of the linguistics in Vox is speculative. Right, you know, right. Wernicke's aphasia, this particular type of aphasia in Vox, which, you know, targets within the meaning center, center of, the, of the brain, you know, in terms of language processing, that exists. But mm-hmm. there is, as you know from your, you know, from your experience with your mom, there's no magic cure. Right. Right? Can you work on that, though? <laughs> I know, I did like I that know. in the book where Jean is called to work for the White House because the president's brother has had this stroke and they yeah. want to, you know, get the language back. So that all, it's that fascinating. Was really, it was really fascinating. Oh, I'm and so excited for has, you. Has Stephen King called you? Are you guys going out <laughs> to lunch? Are you guys just Twitter friends? Or what's happening with you and Stephen King? Well, if if if, if Mr. King is listening, um, <laughs> I'll buy him lunch. <laughs> Christina, uh, no. it, it's so good. Uh, this could be. This would be like. Oh, it's just it, it, who's so optioned good. it? Who's who's optioned it? Um, I can't say that okay. yet. <laughs> but it's happening. It's 
things things are it, things are being talked about, but yeah. I'm, I'm not able to say anything about that yet. I wish I could. Yeah, just well, congratulations. Um, it's just this book's fine. You. Do you are you uh, working on another book? I am actually the the a second book, not a sequel to Vox, is in the works. It's actually finished and in my editor's hands right now. So I expect to have a little bit of tweaking to do with that, or maybe a lot, <laughs> depending on, on, on what Cindy thinks of at Berkeley. And then I'm, I'm actually working on a, a, another novel kind of as we speak. And the second one doesn't have as much to do about language, but it's still dystopian. It's, mm-hmm. I'm looking back in history and trying to see what, trying to ask what if we had sort of a resurgence of the eugenics movement. Yeah. Um, wow. Which, as you That's a big know, topic right now. was a very, very scary period in, um, in our American history. And then the third book will return to some language themes. So okay. um, still fleshing that out, but it's very exciting. Okay, Christina, so I know you can't talk about the movie, but if you were to just like cast Jean, who's like mid-40s, uh, you know, what actress would you just like, if you could have your, you know, dream, Who do you have someone or do you not have anyone in mind at all? I, I get that question a lot. I mean, you know, Charlize Theron would be, would be terrific. But she would be, wouldn't um, she? You know, there are, um, there are plenty of actresses out there, you know, in the UK, in the US. Yeah. I think anyone really who, um, you know, who is about that age, who looks like she can, she might have had the, the life experience that mm-hmm. you need for a slightly older character, you yeah. know, sort of a middle-aged, you know, mother and wife, and also who, you know, can bring that kind of intelligence that, that yeah. my character, Jean, has to the screen. Right. Anybody would be great. Right. Okay, so we have to ask you, I know what yeah. your three favorite books are, but what was the very last great book you read, the very last one? Very last great book. I've, well, I just read an, an advanced reader's copy of The Farm by Joanne Ramos, which is not out yet, but I think it's coming out in May of 2019, and it is delicious. Now, as for books that are out, I really liked Baby Teeth. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. Oh, creepy. You know, not a book for everyone. Right. But but again, it raises some really interesting questions about family and parenthood and unconditional love and what a, a baby, you know, how a baby can change a marriage. I found it absolutely fascinating. Yeah, well, and that's true, because Christina, that Baby Teeth and Vox, two of our favorite books this oh, year. <laughs> well, I'm, then I'm an excellent company. You are, well, we <laughs> hope to have you on and hear more and read more about Vox getting on the big screen or the little screen or whatever it is. What a, what a treat for us. This book is really a, 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 an amazing read. Thank yeah. you well, so much. Thank you. And I'll be up in Minnesota at Excelsior Bay Books when? Uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh. Uh, November 10th, Saturday, she will be oh at Excelsior Bay Books. Okay, right. we'll, remi- we'll remind people on that Friday. Yes. Brilliant. To come out and see you. Thank you so Thank much, you Christina. So much. Thank you. Okay, wonderful. We've got a couple copies of the book to give away, 651-641-1071. And when we come back, uh, if you want to share with us uh, one of your favorite books that you've read, we'll be taking phone calls. I said all that. 
I know it. I do. This song has grown on me. That's delicate. It plays during our show. It does a lot. Because we're delicate flowers, Julia. Loving our dystopian novels. Okay. I mean, on for on Sunday, I really did not need a pedicure, but I thought I want an hour and a half of uninterrupted reading in a massage chair to read this book. Vox. So I could read Vox, yeah. And then you know, I just said to the lady, I said, since it's not busy in here and everybody else is watching the Viking game, can I just sit here and finish reading my book in this massage chair? She's oh, like, oh sure. How funny are you? How funny are you? I love, I that. love those massaging chairs. And I listened to this one and read it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way I'm being able to keep up these days. And it's just so much fun to hear the audio part. And to re- it's just, this is the best book. Yeah. How about though that she loved baby teeth? Oh, All right. Yeah. If you've got a book that you absolutely love, you want to share it with us, call us at 651 641 1071. I think we should find out from Donnie, though, what was your last book that you really loved that you'd recommend? Because you're oh, a huge book reader. Gosh. I'm going to say the one that I really loved was, uh, because I'm a huge fan, is the most uh, recent Stephen King book. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you the title in just a second. You can't even remember. you got to answer I, the phone. I know, I know, you answer, answer the phone. We'll look okay. it up. All right. Yes, please do. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. I love it that you can't even remember. That's how you know you're reading a lot uh, of books. It's called The Outsider. The Outsider? Yeah. Oh, all right. So you recommend that one. I love Stephen King. I know you do. Oh. He's, you know, he writes so many different kinds of books. And yeah, I know. He optioned his, uh, one of his short stories, you know, to those group of young people for a dollar. I loved that he did that. And, you know, Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King short story. I the never Green knew Mile that. I is never a knew that. Stephen King short story. What did Donnie say it was just called? The Outsider. Oh, it's not a recent one. Okay, let me find it. So, yeah, whatever one would be his most recent. Uh, but he's just uh, such a prolific writer. And I know Donnie has said he's written or he's read the book that. Uh, Stephen King's son is also a writer. And right? I think his wife is a writer too, Tabitha King. Oh my gosh. I know it. He's and too- this woman, Caroline, wrote this Christina. book. And Christina wrote it in two months. Yeah, I know. How about that? Now that is her first novel. I know. And the, the twists and turns, I can see this being a movie. I totally, so, it'd be a movie. Because Donnie posted today The Bird Box, which yes. was a book I read this spring. I'm not sure when it came out. Maybe maybe late 2017, but Netflix, it's going to be a movie. Sandra Bullock is in it, and it's in a post-apocalyptic world, something you can't make noise and you can't see, otherwise these bad things come at you. Oh, it sounds like a quiet place, kind of. You couldn't make noise. Kind yeah. of, kind okay. of. And that was based on a book, and Donnie Except posted... this one is, you can't look at it. You can't it. look at it. Right. Right, you can't yeah. look at okay. it, and so you have to be blind. It's just, that book, again, I don't know why it is when the world seems scary that we're drawn to scary stuff even scarier things Mm -hmm. you know like maybe we think oh it could be worse but based on the trailer that donnie posted today i think the bird box (laughs) is like uh people who even if you didn't read the book this movie will be it's just wow and same with this fox okay right we have done amani amani what was your last favorite great book that you read Oh, my goodness it was um actually one of your guys's uh suggestions um uh, the white, oh gosh, I can't remember okay. the last wife or 
the oh the good wife or the <laughs> wife in the window. I mean, we've so many wife now. Yes, I mean, the I'll, wife look. in the window or oh the yes, woman was, in the window. Yes, that's it. Oh, that's that was it. a good one. AJ, oh, Finn. that was excellent. Yes. yes, it was excellent. And that Wasn't, book, they've already started filming yeah. the movie with Amy Adams being the woman in the window. And we had oh. A.J. Finn on our show like a month after mm-hmm. the book came out. And he told us he had an exploding offer when he was at LAX. And we're like, what does that mean? He was so excited. He said, my agent called. You have like a, one minute to decide a million dollars for your book or it explodes and there's no right. more offer. Right. And of course, he took the exploding offer of a million dollars. Of course. I oh mean, my can you, But that book was a page turner because you could not... Could fit, not put it down. You couldn't right. put it down, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. My friend just read The Perfect Mother. We had Amy um, Malloy on a while ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even know oh. what month it was. In June. That's another really good one. Yeah. Well, you guys suggest excellent books. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Amani. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I know it. I love it. I'm trying to, well, I am reading um, a book right now. I can't think of what the name of it is. It's about a cop. It's a local author who's from here. It's the holdout. It might be the holdout and he's a detective in Manhattan. It's it's quite good and when I finish it, I'll have Donnie book the author on. And yeah. it's the second book it's, in a series. Oh, it is? So like a Lucas Davenport right, type of right. thing, but really, really good. Right. All right, we've got Hannah who's going to share. Uh, in honor of last night's Great American Read finale and are just having uh, the author Vox on. We're just interested what people are reading out there in Radioland. Hi. Hi. Um, I just read a couple of books that by the same author and they're they're companions to each other. One is Lost and We Can Tell by Bridget Cameron. They're YA novels. Okay. Um, they're about, the first one is about two teenagers, Declan and Juliet, who start this letter correspondence. She writes letters to her dead mother, leaves them at her grave, and then he responds to them and they start this written correspondence and fall in love with the process. And then more than we can tell is about Declan's best friend, Rev, mm-hmm. who is dealing with his own demons from his past. And he meets a girl named Emma, who is built this game online from scratch, but she's being bullied and um, trolled mercilessly. So they kind of help each other. They're both really sweet books. The characters get put through so much, but the writing is really great. Bridget Kimmerer is just, she's a genius. Okay. I love the so it's more than we can tell. And what was the first book in the series? Letters, letters to the Law. Letters to the Law. Okay, good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and speaking of young adult novel, if you haven't read The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, one of our favorite books of 2017, really, really good. And it's in a movie right now. Yes, right, it is. Listen, we will be back, everyone.